On his Matt Mosley, the 5 o'clock hour. Thank you to all our sponsors. Wow, the newest one. Boy, Derek will appreciate this. Derek Smith joining us now, uh, who will be calling this Baylor-Oklahoma game. Derek Helberg. We, I thought, Derek, I thought we started playing some powerful music for you. I like that. I kind of enjoyed hearing some of that. That's I had to good. pause and, and kind of let that happen. Um, I, I was What I was getting at, though, Helberg Barbecue has become a new partner of the Matt Mosley Show. And I've noticed um, over there at Central National Bank, where your lovely wife works, um, that 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 Helberg has a way of showing up there, and of course that draws people like the two of us in. Uh, not just the friendly folks at Central National Bank, but that wonderful food. I thought you would appreciate the uh, Helberg, Philip Helberg, and Yvette Helberg becoming part of the Matt Mosley Show. Oh, that undoubtedly, you know, Phil and Yvette are great people to begin with. They're great partners with Baylor. They're great partners with you. And you look at this. I mean, you can't beat that brisket. So wherever I know it's going to be, I want to be in the area. Yeah, now I, I they have something called like the pesto turkey, and boy, I that I, I looked at that and I thought, man, I gotta I gotta get into that. I gotta try some of that. Now, have you ever, Derek? Have you ever tried a rack of ribs out there? Because I think that's going to be my next. Because you always have to try the brisket, no matter where you go to barbecue. First time you go out there, and of course I've been there several times. But yeah, I'm a bar, I'm a brisket and sausage guy. And of course, if they have the jalapeno and cheese option, I'll go that direction. But have you had any ribs from Hellberg yet? Yes, and they're fantastic. That my, my go-to would be the brisket and ribs. I might get the sausage Ooh. on occasion, but if I'm picking two, brisket and ribs would be my go-to. Wow. And they're fantastic. And, and by the way, he's doing a uh, a pastrami brisket, house-made pastrami for. Um, St. Patrick's Day, I think, is when they do that. So keep that in mind. What is that, March 17th or whenever that falls? So, uh, Derek, I don't know if you're a pastrami guy. I'm a huge pastrami, yes. uh, like New York deli, all that kind of stuff, deli meat. That uh, that stuff is, is great. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah, note I, yourself. <laughs> I hope they're serving some of that over at the game. I hope you show up in that media room and um, – and, and, Boy, in fact, I tell you, uh, that is really something Brent Ingram, as uh, boy, he has done in this. If you've noticed the stadium, the spread, everything he's brought to the table, I've been extremely impressed, and uh, that's a that's a fun thing uh, because media, media people have a, uh, a a love for free food, and I think uh, I think Brent knows our love language. Now, Derek, what a uh, what a game the other day in Ames. Um, you're there. I mean, the crowd, after a huge win over Kansas, they, they all kind of return, and that thing was listed at around like 12,000. We're talking a pretty raucous crowd uh, to me, and I know the win at OU I think was very, very important for the Bears at the time. But this was a bigger crowd, obviously. Was it, in your mind, was this the most impressive win of the season for the Baylor women? You know, I, I really think it was right now, Matt, because I think it was a character win in a lot of ways. I mean, I think you would put Oklahoma that game on back in January as well. But honestly, you look at that, what you said, 12,000 people. You've got uh, the number 12 team in the nation who, frankly, they, I think, really see Baylor as their biggest rival in the Big 12. They remember what Baylor did at the end of February last year. 
and they want to beat the Bears bad and badly. And it was a case where it was a close game throughout. Neither team ever led by double digits. Iowa State is very capable of going on big runs. They're a great three-point shooting team. And Baylor went in there and took away their top options more and more as the game went on. Ashley Jones started off 7 of 9, finished 9 of 23. And Baylor really weathered every punch that they took and threw a few of their own. It was a great defensive effort. It was a strong offensive effort. They made some clutch plays down late on both ends of the floor. A Dariana Bug, Little Page Bugs block on Ashley Jones forcing some key turnovers, some big buckets late. And it was, the, it, it was a March kind of win. Not to, not I want to go overboard, but it was a March kind of win. And it's the kind of win that a team that has aspirations of uh, winning another Big 12 title, which they're about one and a half games out right now, it's the kind of game you want to win to show people you're right there, and they did that. Does it feel like Ashley Jones has played for about 10 years, or is that because <laughs> – yeah. Didn't she, did she have a sister that played there as well? I'm trying to figure out why why it feels like there's been a Jones involved for a long time with that program. Well, you know, her sister Aubrey is now wearing uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma Sooner Red. So oh, she's that's right. Here tonight. So, yeah, that's right. She transferred here, so she'll be playing here at the Farrell Center this evening. But, you know, Ashley Jones is a great player, and – Saturday was her best game against the Bears. She had uh, 24 points on 23 shots, but they made her work for it. They made her work for it. And last year, they held her to below uh, 25% shooting. So I think it's a great example of how this team under Coach Nicky and Tony Green, really the defensive coordinator, have done a really good job of taking away teams' top options. And even if they get their points, they make them work really hard, make it really difficult. Tyana Jackson for Kansas, one of the top players in the Big 12. They held her to 12-9 and nine last week. For Amber Scott, the top scorer for Texas Tech, they made her shoot one more shot than points she scored. I believe it was 23, uh, 22 points and 23 shots. And then they essentially did that to, to Ashley Jones as well. And I think that's a great compliment to the team when they're able to face some of these top teams in the Big 12 and take a key option away from them. All right. By the way, I want you to ask around what people around the Baylor uh, think about this Kyrie Irving trade, okay? I've spent my last 48 hours talking about this constantly. And you know um, you know some of the Baylor players watch that watch the NBA and will probably have opinions on this. So, Derek, keep your, keep your ear to the ground over there. I don't, I, at some okay. point in the next couple of days, I'd like to kind of find out maybe what the uh, Baylor women – are thinking about this trade because I do feel like with Luca and Kyrie uh, getting together, this could be a uh, this could be very entertaining. It'll either be it'll either break up the team and Luca will ask for a trade, or they'll win an NBA title. I do not think there's anything in between, Derek. It's funny you say that, Matt, because I agree. There's going to be fireworks one way or the other, and it's uh, it's either going to uh, be a trophy or close to it, or it's going to be a na- another nasty divorce for Kyrie. Yeah, I uh, we'll see how that plays out. Now, Derek, I was curious. This Dariana Little Page Bugs uh, continues to play extremely well. She has become a double double machine. I mean, I I, I don't know. And, and again, we if other players were there, maybe she wouldn't be getting this many minutes. But because she has. She has become a, a very established player for this team. Do you is she someone that you think's kind of 
relishes coming off the bench, starting, will do anything she's asked. Like, as you get a better feel for her, what is the, is she just have the vibe that, hey, I, I'm good to go, whatever you need, that's me, because uh, I'm getting vibes of her being pretty unflappable, especially given the fact that this has become a very consistent thing. She's more consistent than some of the veterans on this team. You know, I think the way you put it there, Matt, is unflappable, and that's good. And it seems like that she is just willing to do what the team needs. And frankly, it's been – she's not just been better as a player, but I think she's brought an element to the team that it didn't have before with what she's bringing off the bench. And when, when I heard that they were going to make the change in the starting lineup, you think, A, it makes a lot of sense for the team. But then you also wonder, well, how's she going to react? Is she, you know, because, you know, these are players who are competitive. They're 18, 19 years old. How do they view it? And she viewed it with a team-first attitude. She didn't view it as a demotion. She viewed it as an opportunity. And I think the results are, are speaking for themselves. The team is 3-0 and since the move. She has double-doubles in all three of those games, like you said, a double-double machine. And even on Saturday in the game, she didn't just get her points and her rebounds. She made some clutch plays. She had a block late on Ashley Jones when it was a one or two possession ball game that really, I think, showed her growth as a defensive player. She had a key put back. I mean, it wasn't just she got a rebound. She struggled with her. Uh, she struggled with layups a little bit at the beginning of the year, to be honest. But she made a, a big put back. She's really calmed down beneath the bucket and is becoming reliable down there. And she's shown an ability to add a little bit of distance on her shot. She struggled with the jump shot for much of the year, but really as we've gotten to Big 12, she's a bit further back. And I think what you just have in her is a young player who's growing and getting better and is really demonstrating the attitude that you want. And I guess you never really know for sure until you put them in the position to do a team first thing, and she's responded really well to that. All right, Derek Smith joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Derek, keep uh, watch that Coach Baransic tonight. There has been some beef occasionally. You remember that at the uh, tournament last year, I think she kind of barked something at one of our players, and it led to a little bit of uh, back and forth between the two benches. So I think uh, we're about to lose Oklahoma in the next couple of years, but uh, this will be fun. To, and I, and I, think, I think Barancic, don't you kind of feel like the, the new coach at OSU? Barancic, you know, these coaches have breathed, some new life into the conference and um and obviously the conference is probably as deep this year as it's been any time in the last 15 to 20 years or i say 15 20 years i there was a time when ou was really good a&m was good but yeah i mean you could go back pretty far in in terms of the depth of this league yeah, it's funny that you say that because I remember when I got here as a student back in 03, 04, and kind of saw the, the program's growth towards that national title. There were there were a lot of uh, teams like you just mentioned. Oklahoma was the big rival. Texas A&M was really tough with Gary Blair on their way to an eventual national title. But then there was a, there's been a period since then where it was very top heavy, and the Bears were Bears were clearly at the top of that. And here we are now in a much deeper conference, and the Bears are still right up at the, the, the top of that. But it's a lot harder because as what you said is right. There's a lot of depth. There's really, you know, TCU is over on the year. Everyone else has at least one or two wins that turn your head a little bit, that make you say, oh, look what Kansas State did there. They just, you know, they just knocked off Iowa State 
last week. Um, and then you get, much like the men's, you know, I know there's still the unlikely possibility of a six-way tie for the Big 12 championship. It's not quite that dramatic here, but there's about four or five teams that have a legit shot. And I think that's good for the league. It's good for the game. It makes it tougher to win. But I think it also makes it more satisfying when uh, when you do and makes a game like tonight so big because you are playing, even though you take it one game at a time, it's going to impact the uh, what those last couple of games in March in late February and March, what you're playing for. All right. Well, we'll be listening right here on uh, ESPN Central Texas as uh, Derek and Sophia get ready to make this call. Now, Derek, do you get do you go over? and check on some of these baseball practices. We've had some cold weather recently, but we had a couple of nice days mixed in. And the Bears uh, will get this thing going, what, just a couple of weeks away, uh, maybe less than two weeks away from starting the season. Are you starting to uh, sense some excitement and a sense of urgency as, uh, as first pitch is, uh, is not that far away? Yeah, I am, Matt. And it's funny, uh, I've been at practice and we've had some luncheons with Mitch Thompson and some of his staff in Dallas. Actually, Dallas is upcoming tomorrow, but we had Houston and San Antonio last week. And, you know, there's always that optimism at the beginning of the year and excitement. You know, you talked about, you know, new coaches in the Big 12 and the women's basketball side. There's that injection of energy when there's a new coach. And I'm excited because I think there's a lot of potential for the team. They've got, they're bringing some good pitchers back, which is always good. You've got Blake Helton coming back, Kobe Andrade. Will Rigney, Mason Marriott, who who are going to be key, and I think they're going to need to lean on that pitching a little bit. But there's a lot of new hitters coming in. Names I'm getting to know, like a freshman named uh, named Gavin Brzezowski. There's a guy from who came from Houston, Will Pendergrass, uh, Cole Posey. There's going to be a lot of names. A freshman named Colby Branch. I don't know how well they're going to hit right off the bat. Although I think you hope that they can adjust to this level at a uh, at, at a quick pace, but. Talking to some of the assistant coaches, Zach Dillon, who we all remember here at Baylor, and then James Leverton, the new pitching coach, they don't strike me as guys who gush a lot, but you can tell they're excited and intrigued with some of the pieces they have. And I've walked away from some of those conversations feeling optimistic. Well, you've made me kind of optimistic today, Derek. And um, I'm hoping I, – I was at one of those luncheons, and Mitch said they returned like two home runs or something like that. Yeah. So. They will need some of those freshmen, some of these transfers to show up and uh, hopefully uh, hit for power. Listen, have a good call tonight. Always appreciate you stopping by. Hey, it's great to visit with you, Matt. Appreciate it. You bet. There he goes. Uh, Derek Smith will be on the call this very evening as uh, Baylor hosts Oklahoma. And, of course, the Nikki Collins show heard here, or the uh, Nikki Collins weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show every Tuesday at 5 o'clock. You know what I decided to do, Aaron, today? I said, let's just get Derek on. Let's get Derek on because we're going to do uh, Nikki and one of her assistants later this week. All right? That's how we're going to do this because it was a game day. But Derek, uh, boy, Derek's always got his game face on. And, of course, he calls Baylor baseball and Baylor women's basketball so he can talk to us on several fronts. Good to visit with Derek and get caught up on – Everything with uh, Baylor women's basketball. All right, we've got to um, we've got a few.